Hey, what's up? Hey. Well, welcome <sighs> back to Nick and Gabe's podcast. I almost said Nick and Jay's. That's my uh, it's my card break YouTube thing. Um, welcome back to the podcast. We are fresh off of night two of WrestleMania. I know you have some uh, some bitter tastes in your mouth with how night two went, as do I. Yeah, I I but, don't even know what to say. Oh my gosh. Yeah, me neither. But before we get to that, let's go for night one. Night one felt weird to me because it it a lot of. Let me look over here. Yeah, there were there were two matches really that I was like somewhat invested in and like felt a little bit more excited for. Uh, and that was Seth Rollins and Cesaro and then AJ and Omas versus the New Day. But it, overall I think it was the better night. Yeah, I can agree with that though. <laughs> now that I think about it, yeah. It, night two definitely had better matches on paper for what I was interested in, but night one was executed better. I think so. So I I do have to say too, before we talk about any matches, it, it just felt good to watch because you open with a lot of, you know, thank yous to the fans and everything. And like, Oh, look how far we've come from like being locked down and, then having a WrestleMania with no one there at the performance was that? Yeah, yeah last year. it was a performance center, right? Yeah, that was before Thunderdome. Right, 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 right. And then now you know we're here and blah blah blah. And Vince McMahon had this very well delivered speech. Um, just a really, I don't know. It felt uh, what's the word for it? Almost like a celebration, I guess. Yeah. Of like our progress just in general with everything going on. And just kind of a, you know, things are, albeit very slow, things are making a a comeback to normalcy. So to open the show, we had Bobby Lashley defending the. WWE Championship against Drew McIntyre. What? How? What did? What did you think of the match overall? I thought it was good. I was, you know, I was invested. I didn't care for the outcome. You know, I, I understand, but you know, I, I was shocked. You know that you retained. Quite I, honestly, I, I was hoping he would retain it because he. Because I didn't want them playing hot potato with the title. I'm I'm a fan of, you know, when you give someone the title, it means something. And when it means something, usually that's, you know, not not a long, long run. But, you know, something yeah. that's not hot potato with the title. Um, you know, going from McIntyre to Miz to Lashley and then back to McIntyre all within a couple of months to me, would have felt cheap. 
in a, in essence cheap cheap in sense of the the title mm-hmm. um it te- in in a technical standpoint i think the match was decent uh it wasn't anything crazy it wasn't anything great uh i i do have to say i, I like the ending though yeah. i like how they ended the match because it it went a little old school and it legitimized the hurt lock right and it's it feels like they're kind of reestablishing the finisher with that a little bit because you know you know how it is now like finishers aren't really the end all and I don't think they really should be the end all for every match or anything but they're they're definitely they're just another move at this point but I feel like this um this match really took a step in the right direction with that and I feel like they've really been pushing this hurt lock really since they started pushing Lashley again Anyways, I think that was a uh, it was a good match. I don't really have anything bad to say about it. Um, I think it did what it needed to do. Yeah, good kickoff okay. match. Yeah, I mean it, it was kind of whatever to be honest. <clears throat> but I watched it. I I wasn't appalled by it. I wasn't bored by it. It was just another match. All right, on to the tag team turmoil match so we have the first thing that really stood out to me was uh carmella and billy Kay came out and they had something about their attire i it just like looked really cool to me it just stood out um i think they have really good chemistry in the ring which surprises me I don't know if you felt that too or I don't really know to be honest I thought the match was boring I wasn't really invested in it I, I was I don't know I, I thought it was alright I thought it was for, for what it was I thought it was good but I will say this though Lana is way too soft in the ring way too soft she she kind of like bounces and prances around and it almost looks like like you've seen like footage of like people on the moon right yeah it yeah, looks yeah. it looks like that <laughs> to me and and some of her hits when she goes for a kick or a punch or anything she doesn't commit you know it, it's like she's scared to hit them yeah <laughs> and, and it's like you got to you know, if Nia Jax can just throw throw stuff and injure people and do whatever and still have a job, you can do it too. Right. I'm not saying injure people, but, you know, don't be afraid to hit somebody. But anyways, that I, I think that was my one main criticism with it. Um, I do have to say the, the Billy Kay... Carmella versus Riot Squad match was very good. They had really good spots. They had fantastic transitions. It was 
a little bit fast paced. It was a a little too fast, I feel, because they just went from spot to spot to spot to spot. But overall, I think it was a fantastic match. Um, the other thing that I noticed with the later on, I couldn't tell the difference between Mandy Rose and uh, Dana Brooke, except for their boots. <laughs> they, they were near identical. I mean, it. I would have thought they would have done something to maybe distinguish themselves a little more from each other. But maybe that was a non-issue. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm crazy. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, so in the end, we had Tamina and Natalia taking home the win, which, of course, meant that they got a shot at the women's tag titles on night two. Yep. What What did you think of Tamina and Natalia going over, like, the Riot Squad and... Well, everybody in that match. I would have liked to see the Riot Squad win, but that's whatever. See, that's that's what I was feeling because looking back on that match, that is the only team that has been established and doesn't feel like it's kind of thrown together. Exactly. Because yeah. Lana and Naomi were just thrown together. Uh, Natalia and Tamina, to my knowledge, this is the first time they're like working together. Billy Kay and Carmella, it's been short term. And the Riot Squad has been for years. And in this match, they, they showed it. They had the best chemistry. They really went in there and they just, you know, they were they were on the same page all the way throughout the match. The other teams, they were, but it was a little, it felt a little more forced. So I, I think... To me, Natalia winning was maybe the wrong choice. But, you know, if, if the Riot Squad would have won and then lost against Shayna and Nia, you know, would that have been any different in respects to, like, helping or hurting the Riot Squad in the end? I don't think it would have been. No. So I think if you wanted to keep – if the end goal was to keep the titles on – Shayna and Naya, then you know, throw whatever team you want against them. But I just hope the Riot Squad wins the tag titles one of these days. Oh, they will eventually. What ten years from now? <laughs> tag titles are around in ten years. The one women's tag team that you actually have that's actually like established, and they do nothing with them. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Vince. Liv Morgan is a fantastic competitor. You've, I, I think I've talked about Ruby Riot on the show before, but in my mind, she is one of the best technical wrestlers in the game right now. I seriously, I, I think she is one of the best when it comes to stringing spots together and, and just cohesion with the people that she works with. I think she's just fantastic in that respect. And she really does have an arsenal when it comes to moves. I, every match feels 
different you know you know how there's like a rhythm to some other wrestlers and you can kind of see it i think john cena is like one of the main ones that people rip on for it of having like this well-oiled machine of how they have a match Mm -hmm. you know with with ruby it feels like the opposite it feels like she always has something new her and daniel bryan daniel bryan does the same thing in a way him more with submissions but all right the next match on the card was seth rollins and cesaro oh yep this for me was the match of night one this is the best match of night one thank you and i have to say the the one superstar that delivered more than anyone on night one is cesaro oh of course and i was bummed to see Seth Rollins losing, I was my guy, but Cesaro deserved it. Oh, absolutely. And I'm glad they gave it to him clean. Right. So that it's it, it means something. Uh, Seth Rollins made his entrance. He looks, I got to say, he looks better than ever. Oh, yeah. I mean, debatably, like his 2015 title run, he might have looked a little, he might have looked about as good. But right now, he just looks in his prime, ready to go believable as a as a top contender just in general i think his messiah gimmick was a little bit of a it wasn't a low but it just didn't feel right yeah yeah and i like feels like a more natural fit right yeah brace of vision i like it. i love it and it, bring in burn it down back too i i like oh, that thank god kind of oh, i hate it, it but i like Oh, that match was fantastic. They had a great open to it. Just Cesaro coming fast out the gate at at Seth. Um, Multiple swing attempts with creative escapes and that uh, corkscrew springboard uppercut, man, was great. First of all, he got some distance on that. He made it most of the way across the ring with that. So that was impressive. Uh, and yeah, him winning overall, I think it was the right choice. Does it put Seth down? I don't think so. No. I was talking with my dad earlier about it, and um, he had said that, you know, it might hurt Seth, or it might not. But I don't think it will, because Seth is established. He's yeah, he's won at Mania. He's won it big. He's been pretty much everything you can be. He's a Grand Slam champion. He's won the Rumble. He's done pretty much everything. Cesaro, not so much. And maybe Cesaro's on that track. I could really see him going against Bobby Lashley and giving him a run for his money for the championship. And I would be invested. He's got the strength. He does. I just don't think they're going to book him that way. It it would be a very slow build. So if Lashley is a long-term champion, I could see it happening. If he's not a long-term champion, whoever beats Lashley, I think Cesaro would have a chance against. Because whoever beats Lashley is going to be just as big and just as bad. See, I'd much rather see uh, Cesaro versus Reigns than Cesaro versus Lashley. I think that could be interesting too. I think it could be interesting. 
it, it will be interesting too to see who really steps up against Lashley now or if they're going to continue with this Drew McIntyre thing because I can't think of anybody really to go against Lashley at this point other than like a, a Lesnar and Mania already passed so you think he's going to come in for the smaller pay-per-views I don't I don't think so unless he comes back for SummerSlam Sadly, I think it's going to be Baron Corbin. Oh, I hope not. I really... I would like to see one title match with Baron Corbin. One. Obviously, he's going to get demolished. That the, like Kurt Ang- the Kurt Angle retirement match put a sour taste in my mouth with Baron Corbin. I think he's funny. I think he's pretty funny. Oh, man. I'm not a I Corbin guy. I'm not really either, but I mean, I would like to see one match. I I was a Corbin guy when he was like going against Kalisto. He had a chair match with Kalisto. That was pretty good. And then right around the time he started dabbling with this King Corbin stuff and kind of changed, it was right before King Corbin. He changed his character. That's when it was just like, well, like they, they totally ruined him. I, I think it was when he went bald is when <laughs> yeah. he changed his character. And, and that's when it just all changed for me. But yeah, that, that was match of the night. Seth Rollins and Cesaro for me was match of the night. Um, just two. Yeah, they're really in-betweeners. I don't want to say legends, and I don't want to say just great guys, but they, they feel like they're on the way to legend status. Oh, especially uh, Cesaro. Oh, yeah, especially him. But I feel like Cesaro will go down as a, if nothing else, a light legend, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, next on the card was The New Day versus AJ and Omas. The one, the one thing I have to say about this, I don't know why you had to take the tag titles from, um, it was the Street Profits, right? No, it was a Hurt Business. Hurt Business, that's Cedric, right. Cedric and Boom. Why take the tag titles from them, give them to the New Day, and then have AJ and Omas win? Why not put the Hurt Business on Mania? I, I think I get why business-wise, because the New Day is like a bigger draw. <clears throat> but you're playing hot potato with the titles again. I just feel like they wanted to find a way to break up the, you know, the Hurt Business. That's another thing I didn't get. Why why break it up when it's at a right. Except, yeah, that's also you know, like, why would they do that? That makes no sense. To push Bobby. That is why. To push Bobby away and up. But other than that, I don't know why. My fan just clicked on and I don't know why. Another technical difficulty. It just doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Uh, What does make sense, though, is that AJ and Amos won. I was not this plan. Didn't see much from Omos. I don't like the New Day. You know I don't like the New Day. 
Yeah, but we didn't see anything from Omos. Nothing too cool. There is uh, there is one thing that also came out of this. AJ Styles is now a Grand Slam champion in, a, er, in WWE. I almost said AEW. Yeah, that's not a thing. I don't think there is. Yeah, there probably is. Nobody ever gets that. Or has he? Yeah. I don't think. Be a very short list. TNT champion, AEW champion, and tag champion. There's not even one of those. Huh? I don't think anyone's held more than one belt, more than one different belt in AEW yet. Yeah, because Cody hasn't been anything else. Hasn't Chris Jericho had the tag team championship? No. No, they've had they've had championship matches. I think it was him and MJF, I think, had a championship match and they lost. Oh. I don't know why they thought they won. Well, no. Wait a minute. I think Kenny Omega and Adam Page. Yeah, because they were tag champions and Kenny's yeah, he's the heavyweight champion. Okay, yep. yeah. So there has been more so okay. He's on the road to Grand Slam Championship. All he's got to do is win the TNT title. Technically. <clears throat> but if he wants to go for that uh, title collector gimmick, then maybe. Maybe he'll do that. Maybe they'll do that. I don't know. But, yeah, AJ Styles is a Grand Slam champion in WWE. Best. If you want if you want to talk about belt collector, man, AJ Styles has to be almost number one, if not number one. Between TNA, New Japan, WWE, um, I, did he hold titles in Ring of Honor? Was he in Ring of Honor? Yeah. I didn't even know that. AJ Styles, Ring of Honor. I'm going to look it up real quick. To I'm going to fact check myself. Let's see here. Pulling up the good old AJ Styles Wikipedia. God, they have a picture of him on here that's from like 2016. <laughs> I looked at him. It, it's like the headline picture. I'm like, man, that's when he came in. Let's see here. Yeah, two-time IWGP heavyweight champion, uh, TNA heavyweight champion twice, NWA heavyweight championship three times, TNA television championship, uh, which made him the first TNA Grand Slam champion. Um. Let's see here. There's a lot of stuff to go through here. He has a lot of uh, independent stuff that I've not heard of. Uh, Let's see here. TNA Tag Championships twice. X Division Championships six times. He was the first TNA Triple Crown Champion, which he won five times. First TNA Grand Slam Champion, which he won twice. Let's see what else here. Pro Wrestling Guerrilla World Championship once. 
match of the year 2016 versus Cena at SummerSlam. Tag team of the year 2006 with Christopher Christopher Daniels. Blah. Most popular wrestler 2017 and 18 for Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And then wrestler of the year from 2016 to 2018 with Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Wrestler of the decade for the 2010s. Ranked number one of the 500 best singles wrestlers of the year in PWI 500 in 2010. Ring of Honor Peer Champion once. Ring of Honor World Tag Champion once. Ring of Honor Pure Wrestling Championship Tournament 2004. Rolling Stones WWE Wrestler of the Year 2016. Oh, let's see here. And then for WWE, he's been... WWE champion twice, Intercontinental once, U.S. champion three times, Raw tag champion once, of course, current. Uh, What else? He is the 15th Grand Slam champion. So he has had a bit of a run. A little bit. I want to say that, you know, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, I mean, I could do better, but yeah, right. it's all <laughs> you know, he He's not thinking of a wrestler. That's a joke. Yeah. That's a joke. That, yes, that is a very, very obvious joke. Come on. Spells is arguably one of the best wrestlers of all time. Oh, yeah. For, for sure. For sure. Anyways, bit of a tangent there. But let's talk about two matches that I felt were just very blah. Got Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman. Yeah. What I had marked down for that, because I I have a bunch of notes in front of me. I have uh, two sentences. Didn't achieve much, and it was an okay match. I think technically it was an okay match, but it didn't achieve anything. It was just kind of thrown together and there's no development and I guarantee you we're not going to see anything between the two of them anytime this week on Raw or SmackDown. There's going to be nothing said about it and Braun who knows if he's going to be on the show or what he's going to be doing. Maybe now that he's beaten Shane. Maybe he'll move on to face Bobby Lashley or start something with Bobby. I don't know. Part of me says I hope so. The other part of me says I don't know. Because I like Braun, but he's kind of a boring champion. Yeah, he doesn't really have much I I do have to say, he has some of the best deliveries for promos. He was given a promo about... uh, about the WrestleMania match, and he, he was he was talking about uh, how he was going to drag Shane's corpse from one end of the cage to the other, and he was yelling it. <laughs> and the energy was just there. I was like, "Yeah, like I, I was hype. I was like, "Yeah, do it, do it right now." The whole thing was just—I'm sorry—the angle was just cheesy. It was very cheesy. It was very dumb. Oh, good. Like he called me—he called me stupid. So now I'm gonna beat him up like come on it's like this is for everybody who's been called stupid like what is this like yeah exactly what? is this like a oh my god Hallmark and movie? i know this is 
I know this is night two, but I I felt the same way when that one guy in the Biggie and Apollo match, he kept yelling, this is for Nigeria. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> it just, it, I don't know. It it felt odd. But I I don't think there's ever been a moment in modern wrestling that has really put a smile on my face other than because I used to not like Roman Reigns like at all. Now I, I respect him. I like him, but I used to just loathe him and him and Braun were fighting and Braun was throwing him around and they finally, after Braun Strowman had just beaten the hell out of him, gotten Roman into an ambulance and all you hear from off cameras, I'm not done with you yet. <laughs> and he comes back and rips the ambulance and everybody in the arena just pops like crazy. Oh man, that was that was amazing. Cause you just you thought it was over and then they just wouldn't let it end. They just kept beating them up. Good times, good times. That was four years ago. I think it was twenty seventeen. We're getting old, man. Twenty seventeen was four years ago. Yeah. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Is it? Was it? Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Wow. We graduated high school four years ago. It's insane. Nice. All right. Before we dive down that hole, um, what did you think of Damian Priest and Bad Bunny versus The Miz and John Morrison? Bad Bunny is the best celebrity come into WWE and wrestle. Honestly. The best. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Because obviously Mike Tyson's in that combo. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to think who else even like, put up a decent fight. I'm, I'm not going to think of it and then in like two hours I'm going to be like, oh, there was so-and-so, but I don't know. You could be right. I thought it was decent. I thought it was okay. I wasn't invested in this one. It's just, I don't know. I feel like everything The Miz and John Morrison touch lately just makes it so much better. Corny and goofy. Much better, man. The Miz, the GOAT. Oh, no. The GOAT, man. Yeah. He is like no. the ultimate work ho- workhorse in the WWE. And I know this shouldn't make a difference and this should be like a non-issue, but John Morrison's hair now I want to bugs punch me face. so much. I want to punch him in the face. I don't even want to punch him in the face. I just want to like hold him down and shave his head. I just want to take that whatever it is <laughs> off of his head because it disturbs me on a deep level for no reason. And that's why he does it. I know that's why he does it. And I hate it. I really do. I really do. Overall, I think this match was kind of meh. You knew that Bad Bunny and Damian Priest were going to win. I think it was predictable. 
I don't think the match itself was all that exciting. I thought it was just kind of middle of the road. I think the only kind of funny thing is about the whole thing, and this is just like my dumb brain. Uh, when Bad Bunny came in on the truck and he's like holding the the top, for some reason it made me think of like Matrix meets Pee Wee Herman. Because that's what he looks like coming in on that. <laughs> because of the, the sunglasses and the and the jacket was like the Matrix. And then him hanging onto the thing was Pee Wee Herman. Don't, don't ask me why. That, it just thought it, it popped into my brain. It made me smile for a minute. And then on with the match. Anyways, I think it was decent. Whatever. Did what it was supposed to do. Got attention to Bad Bunny's 2022 tour and gave the Miz and Morrison a little bit of spotlight time. Potentially brought in some new audiences from Latin America or amplified the the ratings. I I wouldn't know. I haven't looked at the ratings yet to see if it really made a difference in that demographic. Uh, on to the main event of night one. We have Sasha Banks defending her title against Bianca Belair. What did you What did you think overall? The technicality of the match, the ending, everything. My opinion, that was the best Sasha Banks match, Banks match of all time. The first time I've watched a match with Sasha Banks in it, I'm like, you know what, this is a good match. I I think it's I think it's in I think it was a good match. I think it's hard to beat classics like her match at Takeover with Bailey was phenomenal. Some of the classics you can't beat, but I think it was I think it was a really good match. Um, I do have to say Sasha's attire was really cool too. It was different. It really like popped. She had like new, some green, purple, something going on with her hair. Yeah, it was weird. I don't know what it was, but it all looked kind of cool because it was something new, something different. I always noticed that. A little side note did you notice a lot of people were wearing white throughout Mania? Yeah. Like Edge had white attire. Randy had white attire. There was someone else. I can't for the life of me remember who it is. Apollo Crews had white attire. Biggie, kind of. Everybody was wearing white. It didn't look bad, but I just, I don't know. It's usually not the first choice. I don't know. Weird, weird stuff I noticed. I don't know if you, uh, saw any of the pictures or read any of the news about it, but did you see that towards the end of the match when Bianca whipped Sasha very audibly, by the way, with her hair, it left like a big welt. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking about the physics of that and like how you can make hair that hard to where it leaves a welt, not even a mark, a welt. Is that her real hair? You had to. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. 
maybe not. I think it's her real hair, but I'm I'm thinking they put something in it to make it just like. Well, it wasn't stiff because she did the thing where she like helicopters it, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe hair can do that. Maybe maybe that's just the strength of her hair. I don't know. That can't be real hair. Too long. I don't know, man. I think I think it could be. I don't think we'll ever know, but it's possible. Maybe one day she'll say so in an interview or something. Um, overall, I think it was a solid match. It wasn't middle of the road. It wasn't bad. It wasn't phenomenal. I think it was a good match. And I will say, I think Bianca's growing on me a little bit. Nothing crazy, but <laughs> I think it was, I think it was a good way to cap the first night. I don't. I don't really have much to say about that match. Otherwise, it was good finish. I think we all knew Bianca was going to win. Oh, of course, it was very uh, predictable. But of course, uh, predictable matches don't really go our way sometimes. No, as we'll see when we talk about our least favorite part about WrestleMania Night Two the train wreck of WrestleMania 37. So let's talk about the first match. Uh, Ray Wyatt taking on Randy Orton. So we start with Alexa, or no, Randy coming out. In his white attire. In his white attire, yes. Which I do have to say, I like white attire. Seth Rollins from, I think it was 2016, he faced John Cena... Might have been SummerSlam. It was when he was U.S. champion and yeah, uh, WWE champion. Had the white attire, really popped and loved it. AJ Styles had it in his WrestleMania, I think, 33 match with Shane McMahon, which was also a great match and great attire. I can't think of white attire on somebody that it hasn't worked. Yeah, I, I can't think of it. I think it's a really good choice when they do do it because then like the colors on the rest of their stuff pops like edges stuff pops tonight, like the red on his boots and the black outline of the stuff on the side of his thighs, stuff like that just like really stands out when it's white. Anyways, uh, Randy comes out, Alexa comes out. There's this big box. Mm -hmm. Um, what do they call those? The um, damn, I can't think of the name of it. The uh, Jack and yeah, Jack, yeah. Oh. So she cranks it and cranks it, and we're like, "What the hell is going on?" And then Bray finally comes out to his entrance music of the box. Um, kind of a weird entrance, but it was okay to me, and also. Apparently, burns heal really, 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 really fast. Yeah. He looked no different than 
pre-burn. They should have just had him come back with no burns. Like, what was the point of him even look like that? He's going to show up for WrestleMania with no burns. I think they really wrote themselves into a corner because when they did the burn, they didn't have a live audience to worry about it looking good in person. But now at Mania, they had to worry about that in person. And again, my dad brought up a good point. He's like, you know, now that they have live audiences, how are they going to do or they're not going to do the CG stuff they've been doing. Right. So how is that going to affect that? <clears throat> a very short match. I think it was a little under 10 minutes. And I think throughout the match, it was okay. Um, then at the end, I do have to say visually, it was a great, awesome looking thing with Alexa sitting on top of the box and she has this like crown on and it's like pouring down this black stuff down her face. And she just kind of like reaches out kind of to Bray and then Bray reaches out and then you turn around and you get a, an RKO, a slow RKO. It didn't make sense. Into the finish. It didn't make sense at all. No. You got, you know, Bray Wyatt, sorry, the fiend, taking all his or for Randy Orton, and he would get right back up. But all of a sudden, an RKO. I, mean, I, I don't see why Bray has to lose all these big matches. They're just burying two feet. So dumb. I Randy is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. But I think him winning was the wrong choice. Yeah, it was just let Bray Wyatt win. And if he's such a scary and dominant force as he's booked to be, why can't he win? Right. Why can't he win? Plain and simple. If he is such a scary and not to be messed with entity he should be winning left and right and he should be an unstoppable force if he loses he is a stoppable force you can stop him Mm -hmm. you can avoid the danger especially if it only takes one RKO I mean for a regular match that might fly but for like the fiend where they built him up eh, doesn't really work but I think that was kind of a weak match. Uh, but, I, and I do have to say it was disappointing because that was one of the top matches I was looking forward to for Mania. Me too. But, but. Next on the list, we have the <clears throat> Women's Tag Team Championship match. Oh, boy. Which, as we said, was Tamina and Natalia taking on the champions, Shayna and Nia. This match felt like a lose-lose to me. Yeah. Because if you have Shayna and Nia retain, you have them retain, and Nia's still a champion, and if you have Tamina and Natalia win, you have a thrown-together team win the titles for one thing. For another thing, 
you have Tamina as a tag champion, and she hasn't established herself lately. Well, at all, but I mean, she hasn't been around and hasn't been building herself. Right. I don't... What What did you think of the match itself? Like, just in terms of yeah. how it was executed? Not bad. Not boring. Not super entertaining. I'd say in between the 5 out of 10 match. Yeah, Naya, Naya has a potty mouth on her. Yeah. She threw a couple uh threw a couple bombs out there that had to it was funny because they relate to the censor. Like you heard the word and then a second later they censor it. So on the live cast you heard it, but you know. Right. Yeah, I mean I if for my notes on that I just have blah. Because it, it just kind of was blah. Uh, this next match, I also have blah. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. But I like it because, you know, I got to see Logan Paul get, you know, stunned. Yeah. It... Wasn't anything good about it. And, yeah. But it. It just wasn't, it was thrown together. It was another match that's just like, you guys had good chemistry five years ago. Fantastic chemistry, actually, with NXT and your matches, and you just did phenomenal things, and then you had some pretty good chemistry back on Raw when Kurt Angle was general manager, and now we need a match, another match for Mania, so you're up. And it just, I don't know, it it felt very rushed, very underproduced. It didn't feel right. I feel like it's a slap to the face for uh, Kevin Kevin Owens, to be honest. You know, he goes from beginning of this year going against Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship and holding his own and doing great to wrestling Sami Zayn at WrestleMania, you know. See, I like Sami Zayn, not so much the the character because I I feel it's a little annoying. I like his his wrestling and his wrestling ability, his his mind for the business. I think is on point. Kevin Owens, I kind of like, but he he's getting too Stone Cold Steve Austin for me. It for me, it just feels like he's watching those tapes religiously and then living out what we would have done after watching raw as a kid. You know what I mean? Right. But I don't know. It, it worked fantastically when he was doing stuff against Shane, when he first started doing the stunner and stuff. And now it just feels like a, a ripoff more than an homage. And then Logan Paul turns his back on Sam Zayn. <laughs> Why was he there? I, was... I don't it know. It added man. nothing to it. He had no reason yeah. to even be there. <clears throat> nope. Absolutely nothing. I don't know. It was it was weird across the board. Very weird. But 
and then he was sitting at commentary the whole time. He wasn't even like on the, not on the apron, but he wasn't like standing ringside, right? Doing like cheerleading, anything, nothing. He was just sitting at commentary. He didn't even have a headset on. He didn't even say anything. Yeah. Nothing. And Michael Cole slid a little shameless plug in there and said, go subscribe if you haven't. (laughs) For Logan Paul. I'm like, oh my God, man. This is so weird. But let's let's move away from the weirdness on that i have i made a separate note for this because i just thought it was hilarious as soon as i saw rvd and matt riddle in the same yeah space i knew there was going to be a weed reference but i didn't know rvd was going to plug his own rolling papers (laughs) that was that was fantastic i thought that was funny brought a smile to my face Matt Matt Riddle's just gold, honestly. Well, anymore. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have gold well, anymore. Yeah, he lost. That's, That's okay. Let's transition into that. Why did he lose? He went against Sheamus. Yeah, but he went against Sheamus. What? It's Sheamus. No, it's Sheamus. Okay, what? It's Matt Riddle. Yeah, zero-time world champion. I, I do have to say before we talk about the match too, I am severely disappointed. I was so happy when I saw him come out with the scooter because I was like, I need to see him scooter down the entrance ramp. Cause that would be just awesome. He started to, they cut the camera to the camera that is that goes to the stairs of the ring. So you miss the whole time he's scootered down the ramp, and then you just get the point where he gets in the ring. Yeah, the guy who does the camera angles who's in charge of the camera angles needs to be fired okay i am getting sick and tired of watching a match and all of a sudden you see an aerial shot for like an awkward five seconds and you miss five seconds of the match and then it goes back to it like why would you do that i hate to be that guy who's like oh you know AEW does it better but they they really do in a way i feel like their camera work is a bit better yeah, but the refs are right? <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, just playing. They're they're getting there. They're getting up and coming company. But yeah, um my personal bias obviously sad that Riddle lost. My business mind, my ever vast and all-knowing business mind for wrestling is saying why did Riddle win the championship just to drop it to Sheamus? I think it plays into your theory and a little bit of mine with Keith Lee was probably supposed to win the title. So they did not do last-minute choice. But why go away from Riddle on this? I don't know. Am I crazy? A little bit. Is is Riddle not as fantastic as I think he is? Honestly, he's not. That's your opinion. You can like him as much as you want. He is he not as well renowned as I would hope he is. But he's a good wrestler. 
but I don't know if I like this Rain as champion. He has a scooter. Yeah. That's... He scooters to people. He scootered in, be- in between Retribution when Mustafa Ali was scolding them. I don't get that's it. Still that's one, one thing I don't get. You don't like the New Day, but you like Matt Riddle. Well, because he does different stuff. And who knows? Maybe I'll get sick of it. And if he does it for years and does the same exact thing for years like the New Day does. If he be in the company for years. Yeah, who knows? I think he will be. I can see in five years' time. Gone. AEW. <laughs> Here we come. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, my God. He would ri- He would really rip into the stoner character no filter if he oh, did, 100%. probably. I'm surprised they let the rolling papers thing happen, to be honest with you. It's RVD that has to. Yeah, but for a TVPG product, I I would imagine they might take a hit from the sponsors for that one. Right. But I don't know how that stuff works, so. I don't know. Maybe there's some business savvy something that I don't know. I'm not a business major, so I couldn't tell you. All right, let's move on to... uh kind of a confusing match because I don't know what to think of it. Uh, Apollo Crews and Big E for the Intercontinental Championship. <sighs> I have one note for this match. Why can't Apollo Crews win clean? We had a decent match between Big E and Apollo Crews. It was good. Had good pacing, good spots. Um just the right amount of brutality for it. And then out of nowhere comes this big dude wearing this like army uniform and helps Apollo win the Intercontinental Championship. Because apparently, a what was it, a Nigerian drum match? Yeah. I think it was called. Apparently that's a no disqualification match because this guy helps Apollo win kept saying this is for Nigeria and then cool that was it do you think this was a good move over him winning clean it's always interesting to ask that question with a heel because sometimes something like this works sometimes cheating to get the win is the right thing to do to, to get a character further. But I think for establishing Apollo, I don't think it was the right move. The guy. Yeah. Because he, he hasn't in this new era of Apollo, he hasn't really cemented that he's a a credible threat now. I think if he would have won the title clean, he would have been, you You could say, oh, he beat Big E, you know, who who is he going to beat next or who's going to be able to beat him? But now that he has this bodyguard, which I'm guessing is going to be his heater, uh, I don't know. 
I feel like that's going to be kind of his crutch, his heel crutch. Overall, I agree with the outcome. Hey, sorry about that. We uh, got disconnected somehow. Excellent. Second, questionably third technical difficulty of our podcast. Gotta love it. Anyways, I I got I think I got cut off saying that the uh, Biggie Apollo Cruz match. Um, I agree with the outcome. I don't agree with how it was carried out. Very yeah. uh, cheap, I guess. Well, on to the diamond in the rough. Diamond in the rough. Rhea Ripley versus Asuka for the title. Rhea Ripley. Yes. We knew Queen. it was going to happen. Queen. Yes. She deserves it. Absolutely. I'm a little disappointed my prediction didn't come true. And then uh, Rhonda didn't come out. Oh, but... Thank God. <laughs> thank God. She can stay out. She can stay out, okay? I don't want her there. <laughs> it would have been fun. As long as she doesn't win the title from Rhea. Which she would if she came back. I don't know. I'm seeing some news blurbs that uh, Rhonda and Becky are confirmed they're coming back. No word on okay. when, but they are coming back. I really hope not, dude. I, <laughs> I, don't. I do not like Ronda Rousey. I like Becky. Ronda Rousey, new. Well, you might have to get used to it. This is dumb. She can't wrestle. I, I don't. I don't really like her all that much, but she doesn't bug me as a competitor. She bugs the hell out of me. She has credibility as a competitor. It's her the faces she makes, you know, and it's just like oh. Every the one criticism I have is, you know, fix your shorts, fix who makes your shorts or something, because like every five seconds she's like pulling down the inside of them. If I had a dollar for every time she's done that, I could probably pay off my student loans. Exactly. Being an engineering major, that is not cheap. Let me tell you. I might dislike her more than I dislike Brock Lesnar. That's Whoa. Like Honestly, I might. Like, at least when I see Brock Lesnar, I'm like, okay. Like, I'm at least going cool. to get to see someone destroyed. Like, at least they'll be right. entertaining, you know? Ron, okay. Ron like, is somewhat entertaining, but not, not Brock. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Huh? She's a little bit entertaining. I'm not going to lie. Oh, but... her promos are abysmal. Absolutely abysmal. But her in-ring work is not the worst. No. no. Uh, I, I think the match overall was okay. Rhea and Asuka. It was paced kind of weird. It was very stop and go. 
um, a lot of counters to Asuka's moves. Nothing really groundbreaking as far as new moves or anything like that, but we got what we needed in the end. I do want to talk about one thing before we move on. Sure. The entrance music. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the entrance music. So there were two... What it, let me ask you first, what did you think of Biggie's entrance? Because Wale uh, brought him out. Not too bad. It was okay. I, yeah, I, I didn't really have a thought about it, but it was kind of interesting to see that. Now, yeah. Leah's, I don't know why they thought a live performance for her would work when her song is heavily edited. Right. It it didn't make sense to me. It didn't sound good. She was just, you know, this is, uh, uh, you know, like, what the, what is she saying? What is she doing? <laughs> I don't like her entrance song in general. I will say that. But I like it, but live? I, no. It was very rough in the beginning. Their performance was. I think the middle was okay. Yeah. But I think okay. when she got to, like, the chorus, it was like, all right, you either can't scream or you don't want to. It's one or the other. Yeah, it was just, it was a bad surprise. I feel bad for Ray Ripley. Yeah, it was it was rough. It was a little rough. But Asuka's felt very underwhelming, but you know, simplicity is key sometimes. It's Asuka. Her whole career in WWE main roster is underwhelming. Pretty much. And that's not her fault. No, but she pretty much, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Little uh, side note, too. If you don't listen to oral sessions with uh, Renee Paquette, formerly Renee Young, I know I've talked about it before. Seriously, go check it out. Fantastic podcast. She's had like Britt Baker, Bailey, Rhea Ripley, Cesaro, Christian, um, just a bunch of people from AEW, WWE, everywhere. Um, but anyways, I listened to the Rhea Ripley one uh, Thursday, I think. And uh, they were talking about entrance attire. And I didn't know this, but apparently Rhea designs her own jackets. Uh-huh. And uh, Bianca Belair designs her own attire as well. And I didn't know they did that. Because it, lo- it, it does look fantastic for, you know, for them doing it. Them not being obvious professionals. But very, uh, very interesting podcast if you have a free, usually 50 minutes. Okay, cool. Yeah, I might check that out. Yeah, it's uh, some very obvious bias because I always love listening to like if Bailey's on a podcast or Britt Baker, I think Bailey and Britt Baker are two of the best, two of my favorite at least wrestlers right now. But anyways, back to mania. Let's talk about to me, what was the match of the night in terms of technicality 
in terms of outcome, horrible. (sighs) Edge, Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns. Now, before we talk about outcomes, I have to say, Edge's entrance felt energetic. It felt vibrant. It felt possibly like the best entrance of WrestleMania. Yep. It just felt old school, but in a good way. I really dug it. And again, he came out wearing white. Yep. Um, in terms of the match, I think it was a very well-balanced match. Yeah. Between the three of them. And I got to say, superstar of the night, Daniel Bryan. He, oh, yeah. He way overperformed in a fantastic way in this match. I thought he was going to win at one point, man. The same. And that, that's I was getting kind of excited. That's the beauty. Daniel like, Bryan looked great. Anyway. Roman looked, or no, Daniel Bryan looked great. Edge looked great. Roman, not so much. My, uh, he looked like Roman. My brain is working a little faster. Yeah. And then... Uh, yeah. Not only does he win, he pins but, both of them. Yeah, like, what the... I'm, I can't say what I want to say, but... <laughs> <sighs> it was think... so out of... This is a perfect example, too. We were talking, I think it was last week, about WWE throwing in surprises, but it's always bad surprises lately. This is a prime example of that. A prime example. I was so, not even frustrated. I was just like, really? Really? Like, it's, it's nothing new. No, it, it is the same thing. Every. Freaking pay-per-view, it's Roman Reigns dominating and winning at the end. We get it, Vince. You want to keep shoving Roman Reigns down our throat? We get it. It's annoying. I'm sick of it. And I'm thinking about it. Who even is left? Nobody. Who is left? On both ends. Really? For Lashley? Really nobody. For Reigns? Absolutely nobody. Unless they do something insane. They start tapping NXT. But even then... Who can be them? Exactly. Nobody from... I'm sorry. I can't see anybody from, from NXT beating them. Not even Adam Page. Adam Cole. Is it, Cole, Adam Cole, sorry, Adam Cole. <laughs> if Adam Page shows up in WWE, we're gonna be, we're gonna be hopping on the podcast that night because that would that would be some news. Oh, but like, who the like they keep? It's like they keep pushing this guy all the way to the top, and they 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 keep trying to push him, but the ceiling is you know it's done. You can't get higher. You're stuck. And you heard too. After the match, the booze. Right. Nobody wanted to see that. I didn't want Edge to win, but it had to, it should have happened. This would yeah. be the perfect moment for Roman Reigns to drop the title. 
and not lose any credibility. Right. It should have been Edge pinning Daniel Bryan. And then it's I would think because well, people people will complain either way because it's like oh yeah. well why did Edge have to pin Daniel Bryan why couldn't he pin Roman Reigns and then if he did pin pin Roman Reigns people are like oh well, that doesn't seem believable because Edge is smaller and then if Daniel Bryan wins it's like oh well, then why did Edge win the Rumble so it really is like a I don't know you can't win but sense. at the same time. It's you got to pick the the least of the evils, and they definitely came out picking the the greatest of the evils. They should know by now that pushing Roman Reigns in matches yeah, like this yeah. will blow up in your face. Look at his whole career. Unless it doesn't, unless there's some crazy ratings or whatever money there that we don't know about that when this happens, they make a ton of money because that has to be the case because if it wasn't, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't be doing it for years. Right. I just, man, I'm mad. That's, that's all I can say. I'm mad. It, I, I don't know. <laughs> My number one choice to win was Daniel Bryan, but I knew that wouldn't happen. And then, you know, the last resort would be Edge, which I want to be, I, I'll be mad, I would be mad about it, but, like, I'd get over it. You know, like, I mean, I, he I'll be honest with you, Edge looked fantastic. Oh, of course. In this match. He looked fantastic, he performed fantastic. He's growing on me as a returning guy. But, and I like him too, but... And it's not even his fault. That's the thing that gets me. It's not his fault. But, man, are they trying to just, like, kill him in that sense. But all we can, all we can do is wait and see. It's just, it doesn't make sense. What they're doing with Roman Reigns, they've done his whole, his whole career, is try to shove him down our throat instead of allowing us to actually like him. You know, and building him naturally, right? Which I thought they were doing great up until this point. Yeah, they they really did a great job pushing this head of the table thing and and having these great matches and establishing him, and then they do this because of a run in too. It was it was Jay right. Russo that really made the difference. Why? You know what make, would make sense to me? Why didn't they have him lose and go to Raw and take on Lashley? We'll never know. We'll never know. Can you imagine Lashley versus Reigns? Right now? That'd be pretty cool. Right be now, awesome. that'd, be, that'd be the match. But... They're not doing that. They're going to keep pushing Reigns even though they can't push him any higher. I, the only person I could say that I would just absolutely implode if they pushed anymore is Drew McIntyre at this point. Yeah. I'm He's so to boring to me. At first he was cool. But now it's just yeah. Like, yeah. 
yeah, at first it was like, oh, finally he's getting the chance. And now it's like, oh, finally they're taking the belt off of him. I just got sick of the whole easy, oh, I fought for this. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, we, everybody here fights for something, you know? It feels That's like true. holier than thou every time he comes out. It's like, you know, everyone in WWE fought for it, you know, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, related to The Rock, but. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's true on two <sighs> accounts, technically. Tamina and Roman. Yeah. I don't know if you were refer- referencing one or both, but. Mainly Roman, but. I kind of feel. At least now but... Roman's kind of cool. You know, he's earned his Universal Championship, but. He's grown into think... it, for sure. I can't see Edge winning the championship now. No, no. If he was going to win it, he would have won it in the main event of WrestleMania because it, it makes sense. They had a Cinderella moment with that, and they completely screwed it up. And you know how much they how bad they screwed it up. I don't know if you know this or not, but today is a ten year anniversary of Edge announcing his retirement on Raw. How do they mess this up? Ten years. Ten years they, to the. It can't be to the day. It is to to the day. Oh, maybe it is. April 11th, yep. Okay. 2011. Oh, my Ten God. Ten years, and they screw it up so bad. That has, because... that has perfect ending written all over it. And they right. still, they still, they still ruin it. That's insane. Uh, it's like they, I don't... they have to be trying to ruin it. There's, there's no way they're not. I just, I don't get it. You know, they had it right there in front of them. It's just like, I don't know who's in control. Is it Vince? Is it Triple H? Is it Stephanie? Is it Roman? <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> doubt it. I would not doubt it. Oh, my Lord. I, I don't know. Raw and SmackDown are going to be interesting, to say the least. Oh, I'm excited for tomorrow. Man. I'm excited for tomorrow because I'm, I'm going to go back and watch some NXT matches. I want to see the Pete Dunne and Kushida match. I feel like that's going to be really good. I want to see Raquel Gonzalez and um, Io Shirai. And I want to see... Well, there's two other ones. I want to see Finn Balor and Karrion Cross, And then I want to see... Um, what was the last match? Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. Those four, for sure, I'm going to watch. But I missed that entire pay-per-view. Me too. I didn't watch any. I had to work. Yeah, I just... The first night, I forgot. And then the second night, I was busy. So... Which, that is a lot of wrestling. That is clockwork for this week. Too much. I watched eight and a half hours of wrestling today. Mm -hmm. Roughly. Because I've... I watched night one before work today. Then I watched night two after work. So I have seen a lot of wrestling today. Did you see that uh, Miro was at WrestleMania tonight? I I did not. He was there. Oh, my Lord. Teasing the big return. We didn't talk about this yet. The uh, tribute by... The Fiend. The yeah, you, you texted me about it. I don't know how I missed it. 
he was yelling. He went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I missed that. Because I don't know if you realize this or not, but this is his first match since Brody Lee passed away. Is, is it? Yep, he hasn't oh, wrestled yeah. since yeah, yeah. TLC, which was in December. You know what was throwing me off? His uh, his return when he was all burned. For some reason, I was thinking that was his last match, but it, that was his appearance. It wasn't a match. Yeah. I thought that was nice. Like, he did something. Oh, yeah. It's crazy with with um, Brody Lee, John Huber, Luke Harper, whatever you want to call him. Anything you hear about him is absolutely positive. Yeah, I mean, what makes me more sad is that he never got he never got to wrestle in front of a crowd for AEW. Yeah, that's that's rough. That really sucks. But yeah, it's crazy. Well, we. Uh... We did a lot better for time than we thought we were going to. We thought we were going to hit like two hours and maybe be trimming some stuff, but uh, we're we're a little over an hour. I think we're an hour and eleven minutes or so. Cool. But obviously, we didn't go over any wrestling news this week. We just did WrestleMania coverage, uh, but we will be back on the wrestling news cycle starting this week. We just figured for WrestleMania. Yeah, too much to cover. Because <laughs> really, pretty much every match on the card is a culmination of a year's work. We're pretty close to a year's work. Right. So, I don't know. We just figured we'd go on that. But back to the news next week we go. Yep. Maybe uh, fun stuff. maybe we can integrate some stuff that happened this week into next week's episode. So maybe we can go a little bit over next week, but cover the big stuff from this past week and then the normal stuff from this upcoming week. Yeah. But, all right. I think we should uh, cut it off there. Stop. Alrighty. Stop talking bad about WWE. Yeah. And their poor decision making skills. Alrighty. Alright. We will see you guys next Sunday or Monday, depending on when you listen. And uh hope you guys enjoyed WrestleMania and the podcast. We will see you guys next week. <laughs>